Welcome to InsureTalk, the podcast where we don't just talk about innovative ideas in PNC insurance. We talk with industry trailblazers about the big ideas they made happen and how they did it. This podcast is brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. Visit guidewire.com for more information. And now, let's make it happen. Welcome to InsureTalk. My name is Laura Drabic, and I'm the Chief Evangelist at Guidewire. In this episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Denise Pavlov, Chief Operating Officer at Topa Insurance Company. Denise joined Topa Insurance back in 2018 as the Chief Underwriting Officer and has held senior leadership positions in underwriting and operations with other insurers. The focus of today's discussion will be on POT. Now that I have your attention, we will be discussing cannabis insurance, a new product opportunity for our industry. Hello, Denise. Thank you for joining my podcast. <laughs> Hi, it's nice to be here. Thank you. Tell our listeners a little about Canisure Insurance Services and its relationship to Topa Insurance Company. Sure. Canisure was formed just about 10 years ago, and they're based in Cleveland, Ohio. Canisure is a wholesale broker, and they're also managing general agent that specializes in placing insurance for the cannabis industry. They have an exclusive program with Topa Insurance, and we write that product in 22 states with them. So Canisure started with the single goal of helping legal marijuana businesses secure insurance products at a reasonable cost. What were or are some of the stigmas and challenges these legal businesses still face? Yeah, well, well, there's several. So Canisher spent a lot of time getting to know the different markets, and that helped to form you know, the opinion and business plan to attack certain geographies in the early days and understand the needs and how they differed from state to state, but then also from business to business. So cannabis is legalized at the state level for either adult usage or medical usage in 36 states now. And then the other 14 is legalized for CBD. So that doesn't change the fact that it's still not legalized at the federal level. And that's what continues to drive many of the stigmas and challenges, especially around the banking. So what differentiates you from other providers in the market? Topa and Canisher have partnered together to offer specialized cannabis insurance coverages. We offer all main lines of insurance for cannabis-related businesses, property coverage, general liability, and product liability. Most of the other companies in this space only offer one of these coverages, one of these lines. So Canisher, with their property capacity and products liability limits that they're able to offer through Topa, many of the cannabis-related businesses, the CRBs, can have all their insurance needs met by Canisher. That's really interesting. It's one-stop shopping, great service, and incredible knowledge. So you got it. Yeah. You serve several different segments including dispensaries, cultivators, testing labs, just to name a few. Can you describe your most prominent segment and the coverages you provide? The policy we offer is custom built to fit some of the unique needs of these businesses, including coverage for growing plants, as well as product withdrawal coverage in case a special batch needs to be recalled, which does happen from time to time. Our most prominent segment is the vertically integrated businesses, right, that control all three steps of this process the cultivators, the processors, and the dispensaries. So the seed to sale, and that's our most prominent segment. 
This is such great information. Before we continue, listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe to InsureTalk on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. It helps others learn about and discover the show. Now, this is Laura Drabik, and let's get back to our conversation. I am talking with Denise Pavlov, COO at Topa Insurance Company. So Denise, cannabis-related businesses, or CRBs, have unique risk issues. They're prone to fires from both wild and internal sources, edibles, open product liability issues, and more importantly, over 70% of CRBs operate as cash only. What are some of the unique issues of these risks? And tell us how you accommodate CRBs that are cash only. You're right. There are unique risk issues. But honestly, on the property side, these risks are better constructed and maintained than most of the other classes of business we write. And then when you look on the product liability side, everything is so highly regulated with the seed to sale tracking and all the government required testing. It's really a much better risk than the mainstream products that we insure. As far as the CRBs that are cash only, we've been lucky we haven't had to accept a brown paper bag full of cash just yet. But seriously, cash is so risky to insure and fraught with potential theft, we place a sublimit on it. So we limit the amount of coverage that we'll offer there. But Canisher can complement our sublimit of coverage. And what they, how they do that is by placing a cargo or crime policy in the open marketplace. And that's just one example of, of how our two businesses complement each other. So because of federal laws, insurers and brokers do not formally advertise their services to CRBs. How do you get the word out to the cannabis community that you offer coverage? Well, Canisher has launched an extensive branding campaign, and they do this through various memberships. So like with the NCIA, the National Cannabis Industry Association, and the CCIA, the California Cannabis Insurance Association, their sponsorships like the Nevada Dispensary Association and the Washington State Craft Cannabis Coalition. And then Canisher writes articles in various publications, like in the Insurance Journal, Business Insurance, and Rough Notes. And all of those have a special cannabis edition. And then there are interviews and podcasts like the one we're doing today. And Patrick McManaman, the head of Canisher, has also been a featured speaker at risk management webinars and virtual events that have targeted CRBs. Yeah, it really sounds like you're doing a great job of getting the word out. Denise, you spent over 25 years working for CSAA, a standard lines carrier. How do cannabis claims differ from standard line claims? And what are some of the unique challenges of adjudicating cannabis business claims? Well, we've been very fortunate and we've had very few losses in our cannabis book. It performs very, very well. But the losses that we have seen are very similar to what we see in the other lines of business we insure, you know, like the typical slip and fall and property damage claims. Um, As an example, we had a claim where a large office copy machine fell down some stairs while it was being moved and it caused property damage. So this is something like you would see from any other business. Now, one area where we do see a difference is when we insure the live crop, the cannabis plants. If they're damaged, it can set a business back six to nine months. 
So we offer extensive business interruption coverage to protect the CRBs from the possibility that they could lose up to 50% of their crop due to a single bad light bulb. And a single bad light bulb could take out the entire room. Because of our deep knowledge in this industry, there really isn't any unique challenges when we're adjusting these claims. We're able to do it just like we do our other lines of business. Well, that sounds interesting. I was expecting to hear something almost salacious from you, but I'm glad to hear that it follows <laughs> very much in alignment with standard lines <laughs> right yes we need to take another break if you're enjoying this podcast and would like to review more of my thought leadership please see evangelist.guywire.com now let's get back to our conversation with denise pavlov chief operating officer at topa insurance company it's predicted that by 2022 the u.s cannabis edibles market is projected to reach three point four billion dollars with cannabis beverage sales expanding roughly tenfold to 374 million and i have to tell you i didn't even know cannabis beverages was a thing so <laughs> what are the other product opportunities for cannabis denise well we're starting to see a concierge level of servicing coming from the dispensaries and that's going to make them stand out from their competitors there's also much more home delivery of product than what we've seen in the past. And who's to say that this concierge level of service doesn't blend into other related areas? So we've been hearing of the CBD and cannabis-infused gourmet meals, and this is coming from semi-celebrity chefs. So uh, will they begin partnering with the dispensaries to have a four-course meal that includes all sorts of cannabis products for an indulgent evening? I'm sure we can allow our imaginations to run wild, and we're just going to continue to see all of this growing into various areas. That is so interesting. Cannabis-infused gourmet meals. It gives a whole new image to what's going through my mind with the HelloFresh food package we get every week. <laughs> Due to legislation... Federally insured banks are unable to do business with CRBs, but many expect the market to explode if banking legislation passes, enabling cannabis operators to do business with banks. What are your thoughts on this? Will legislation pass? Will the industry grow exponentially? Well, I think change at the federal level is inevitable, but I also think it's going to take some time. Now that there's democratic control in both houses and with the presidency, I believe it's going to start moving, but it's definitely not going to happen overnight. So I think we'll see the Safe Banking Act be the first to be approved, and then maybe some potential changes to the tax codes. The industry is going to continue to grow regardless of how quickly legislation moves. But of course, anything that happens at the federal level will definitely speed all of that up. Makes sense. What advice would you give a carrier looking to enter the cannabis insurance market? Well, like with all insurance, writing business successfully is dependent on a deep understanding of the product that you're going to insure from all perspectives. So I would say to understand and prepare for a deep commitment that it will take to be successful. You'll need to support the trade associations and invest your time and resources to the cannabis industry. It's also important to understand the various operations, ones that are superior to others, and then why. Then finally, understand the current state laws, because they vary significantly in the terms of requirements for the CRBs to obtain and maintain their business licenses. So it's very important to remember, not all states are created equal, so you have to do your homework. Great advice, Denise. Thank you very much for your time today and for your incredible insight into providing the high 
lights of cannabis insurance. You have showed us it's not just about ideas, it's about making ideas happen. Thank you very much for having me. This podcast is brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. Visit guidewire.com for more information.